0: Hello. Welcome to The Right Life. My name is Maureen McDole. Thank you for tuning into my groovy little podcast. Um, This week, I am going to read from my second poetry book, Longing for the Deep End. And this poem is called Old Woman. I will be an old woman someday, the one who spends hours looking over her life. She sees her school days her first kiss, their first fight. She remembers the time the rain kept them indoors so they made love for hours. She remembers meeting her friends, watching their children grow up and get married. She sees her friends grow old. One by one, they pass away. I will be that old woman someday. I wish I could freeze the age I am now, but she calls to me. The sound of her cracked voice is so sweet, so welcoming, so familiar. I move towards her so she does not feel so alone. I just celebrated my 49th birthday yesterday. So I was thinking about, you know, I always you always reflect on your birthday. Are you living your best life? Are you... Um, behaving in a way that your the older version of you would be proud of um and i feel pretty good about the direction that my life is heading and the people i am surrounding myself with and the way that i'm spending my days um to the point that i'm starting to like catch myself because i am always super hyper vigilant of everything because of the way i grew up and you always kind of had to be on high alert and aware of your surroundings and i'm i caught myself this morning doing it and i was like wait like you're sitting in your kitchen um after giving a really cool talk to high school students about being a writer uh english high school students uh, at gibbs which is a local high school um you're eating leftover lasagna that your lovely fiance made for you on your birthday last night and you're about to report a co- report a podcast and then you're going to report record another podcast and then you're going to have a lovely get together with some close friends. And it's like, why do you need to be vigilant? Why do you need to worry? Why can't you just be in the moment and just enjoy yourself? So I'm going to, you know, kind of catch that thought process when it starts and just kind of be in the moment. And I picked a word for myself, which, um, I'm going to start doing every birthday for the next year. And I, you know, I always reserve the right to change my mind, but right now the word is going to be play. Um, I'm going to allow space for myself to play. I feel that I have done a lot of inner work in the last several years, like a lot and just been super hyper serious. Um, and I'm ready to have some fun. I'm ready to, allow the systems that I've put in place for my life to do their job and, um, be in a space where I'm allowing my intuition to lead me and, and just kind of stay open to direction. I've been saying every day, show me the way, show me the way about like how to live like the best version of my life. And, um, I'm just trying to, just kind of take it easier. I, I'm really needing a lot of rest right now, but this might be my natural uh rhythm <laughs> because, you know, uh we live in a culture that is like go, 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 do, 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 all, all bigger, bigger, grow, 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 never rest, never stop. It's never enough. It's never enough. And I've just been really slowing down lately and being in slower gear and really seeing how tired I am and like burned out and just giving myself space to rest and um, be whatever I need to be in that moment. And I'm, I'm really emptying out. I'm really seeing that I don't need as much stimulation as I thought I did. I don't need to be as busy as I thought I needed to be. Um, And then when I'm in this space of quiet and resting more, my intuition is more engaged and I'm able to actually um, listen to my inner voice and get the guidance that I need to take the next steps instead of always like being hypervigilant and looking around every corner for answers. I can just like relax and play enjoy my life more, and then trust that the guidance and the next steps that I need will come when the time is right. And also to trust that I have naturally an inner momentum. like I'm not going to just sit around and not do things because I'm a creative and I'm a curious person and I'm always growing and I'm always evolving. So I have this inner momentum like that's basically like a light socket that's already always ready to be plugged in. Two. So it doesn't mean that the electrical current will stop just because I'm resting. When I get enough rest and when I get enough downtime and space to like empty out and get quiet, then I will be open to my intuition to guide me to the next adventure. And so this is the space that I am uh inhabiting right now. And also, you know, if you if you think about the older version of yourself um, maybe even tuning into that older version and asking her or him or they, um, what they want for you? Like what, what path do you need to go on to be able to end up where they're at? And if you get like, if you think about there's multiple, multiple realities going on at once, like the older version of me, you know, if you really want to go down the rabbit hole, which I love doing, she already exists. She's already there calling me. And that's what the poem really unpacks. Like she's calling to me and I'm moving towards her. So she's not so alone. I love that, that image of her being there alone, waiting for me to come to her and she's calling me to her. So, um, personally, I, I don't have a fear of aging. I feel freer and freer and lighter every single year as I, um, remove, um, the blockages to my own magic, if you will. Um, when I, when I break curses that keep me from being, um, my best self, I feel more and more free. I'm actually, I've always thought of myself as like super serious and like not very fun and, um, overly sensitive and overly dramatic, but those were cues that I picked up. From my childhood, because I was the canary in the coal mine. I was the one saying, This doesn't feel good. This doesn't feel good. And so these were narratives and stories that I took on about myself that weren't true. And so, with each passing year, as I release these stories and these narratives and write new stories and narratives, I'm, you know, having a lot more fun. (laughs) I'm enjoying life a lot more. And and even as early as the summer, there were moments where I was like, can life really be this good? Like, is this really okay? Can I really relax? Am I really allowed to like, just be in the flow and just really just be happy and enjoy like living simply, but well. And whoa, is this is this true? Because there was so much internal monitoring going on all the time and, and always this state of hypervigilance Because, uh, you know, I had carried into my narrative that life was inherently not safe. Um, I believed it intellectually, but like, I hadn't quite embodied it yet. And, And then I couldn't really just hang out and relax. I always had to be doing more. I always had to be generating more. I always had to be moving towards the next big thing. Instead of like letting life slowly evolve as it's meant to. And like chill and rest and enjoy and eat good food, you know, and make love and read and nap in the sunshine. You know, these are all like wonderful, simple um, things that you can do that don't um, require like that kind of big living. They're quieter, simpler pursuits. And last, you know, yesterday was my birthday and I, uh, we, um, did the celebration of life for my father over the weekend. And I'm still processing that and recovering from that. And I just knew I needed the past couple of years. I've really become aware of how introspective I um, am on my birthday. So I like the idea of like, just having a home cooked meal and being with like my very, very nearest, dearest people, like my kid. And my man and my mom were there and he made me lasagna. It's my favorite food from, you know, dish from childhood. And, um, he went to Mazzaro's and like, we went shopping and picked out the cheeses and got the pasta. And it was like just a whole grand experience, just shopping for the dish instead of just like getting a frozen lasagna. And then he cooked and it he, you know, made the sauce and that had to be on the stove for several hours and then the like multiple layers. And it was like an art project watching him do it. Like even how he tore the mozzarella was, it was very, it was very intentional and conscious and it just was so meditative and beautiful to watch this and to, and to have my kid there to watch it also. And we, we had our meal and, and, um, you know, had a couple little, um, pastries from Cafe Mozart, which is a German bakery and just really simple and quiet, but very, very rich and 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 fulfilling and with so much depth and intimacy that, you know, if I had wanted to go out to a restaurant and we could have ended up spending several hundred dollars and not necessarily been able, even been able to have a super intimate conversations because there's other people around. And it was just such a beautiful way to celebrate my birthday. And I woke up and I, I leisurely woke up, woke up and meditated. And I did some dancing because I love to dance to three songs every day, just to like get my body moving. And, um, I wrote And took a hot bath and like, just had a really quiet, leisurely day. And I also, you know, was really, really worn down and tired from, um, my dad's celebration of life over the weekend. And I just really honored myself and it felt like it really set the tone for the whole year of just like needing to, um, allow myself space to be whatever I needed to be in that moment and it was one of the best birthdays I've ever had, to be honest. I'm still going to hang out with my good friends. Um, I'm doing that tonight. So it's it doesn't have like the heightenedness of like, it's your birthday and you want it to be perfect. And I, I, I'm i finding that having that quiet or intimate um, birthday really suits me better. And then kind of spreading it out over a week. I'm going to see Henry Rollins on Friday, which is going to be amazing. I'm celebrating uh, a a young man who's turning four, who's one of the village children on Saturday. And then one of my dearest friends, uh, John Kyle, his 50th birthday will be later in the afternoon on Saturday. So it, it's just like, instead of like trying to cram everything into one day, I'm spreading things out and I'm looking at their celebrations also being a part of my celebration. So it's just really, even the celebration of life for my dad this weekend, like it was all, all kind of reflects the different seasons that we go through as humans and that it doesn't have to always be perfect. It doesn't always have, you don't always have to be your best self. I, I did not bring my best self uh, in, I, this weekend with my dad's celebration of life. I was so off, but I was really proud of myself because I set myself up with a really good support system. I had my very dearest friends there. Uh, My man was there, my child, and I, I, I was very present in how I needed to be. I did not feel like I needed to host anyone. I did not feel like I needed to perform. I did not feel like I had to entertain. I just was myself and allowed myself the grace and the space to process the experience. And I'm still processing the experience. And I think that within the next year, I really want, you know, it's my 49th year. It's the end of my forties, which have been the best decade of my life. Um, but also the most challenging <laughs> decade of my life. There is that bittersweet element, uh, to life. And, um, but 49 was always like the year that I was like, like, it was like the big year to me because it's the year my kid graduates from high school. It's you know the last year of my 40s. Um, I always imagined my 50s being with like a really hot ass man, dude, (laughs) traveling all over Europe, which is exactly what my 50s will be based on um, the current reality that I have. So uh, it's it's exciting to kind of move be moving into that space and and also I mentioned last time I'm working on um, a a curated newsletter that will come out every week. Excuse me, every month uh, for 35 a month where I really collect like articles and podcasts and videos and self-help tips and book recommendations. Like, it's basically going to be like a monthly um, in newsletter of like what goes on in Maureen's brain. <laughs> Which I honestly, you know, even if I have like one or two subscribers a month, uh, I'm just excited to do this project. Like, I'm really excited to kind of see... Where life leads me on this project, and what kind of discoveries I come up with, and um what I feel inspired to share to subscribers. And um you know, i even if I have a hundred people, like a little tribe of people that um end up subscribing, even if it takes me five years to build that, that's still like plenty of money for me to um, you know, write full time. And, uh, eventually I would love to empower someone, maybe a young person, uh, that I can start nurturing now to take over, keep St. Pete lit and I can move on to the advisory board. And, but I'm really excited about this newsletter, uh, based on this podcast, uh, the right light newsletter, because there's so many like cool things that I come across that I bookmark that are really wonderful um, tips and tricks and and piece little nuggets of knowledge that I would love to share with uh, people that are interested. And, um, you know, it'll be a anybody who's kind of gravitated to the message that I have. And, um, you know, slow and steady wins the race. Like I will be happy if I get a couple subscribers um, in the same way that I'm happy uh, by whoever is called to listen to this podcast because really it's just uh, another way for me to be creative and for me to explore myself in some ways and my interests. And um, also I love sharing knowledge and uh, things that I discover along the journey in the path. Like if I can help make anybody's life easier um, and more full of joy and ease and creativity. Like I am all about that. I've always been all about that. It's like lights me up like nothing else, but I've learned over the years, you know, and this is also part of the the journey of my 49th year is that I have to be invited in. I can't just randomly give advice to people. Uh, Not everybody's ready to hear what I have to say. Not any, everybody wants to hear what I have to say. So that's why I really like having this forum of the podcasts because if you want to listen to what I have to say um, and things I say resonates with you, then you make the decision to listen in the same way that you would make the decision to subscribe to my newsletter. And it's funny because I was, you know, um, I've been thinking about doing something like this for a while. And I actually, um, because I have been saying, show me the way, show me the way. Um, I was led to the platform of Substack and it came up like in one day, three separate times with three completely different people brought this platform up. And then I realized that people I already knew were on this platform. And then I was going through my notes app in my phone and I found from 2013, I think it it was before I started to keep St. Pilate. So keep St. Pilate started the summer of 2013, but the summer of, 2012, I had spent the year prior through the National Speakers Association going through their speaker academy. And one of the things was to create, like I had put in my notes from like 2013, I think it was January, 2013. So it was right after I, right before I started Keep Saying St. People, I had a whole price sheet that I had already done to do a subscription-based newsletter. <laughs> and I happened to like put in the right keyword in my notes and it came up. And I had completely forgotten about, it. I mean, we're talking, that's from 10 years ago. And it gave me the exact price point that felt right at that time, based after what I had gone through in the Speaker Academy. And it was, it was actually $39 a month. And actually I had put down to do it. I I don't know if I had put down like more than a month to do it. Like maybe it was bi-weekly or maybe it was even weekly. And I was like, okay, I have learned in that 10 years that to do something weekly, like, with this many other projects that I have going on. And also like I have people in my life that I love that I want to spend time with. I have my own writing. I'm like, no way. What will I do weekly? I'm into like once a, once a, once a month and, and I can curate something really juicy and meaty, but I already have the price point there. I'd already done the work from 10 years ago. Isn't that the coolest? But because I was open to it again, I was putting out the wavelengths in the universe. This is something I wanted to do. And I I'm giving myself until January 1st to like really collect and unpack. Is this something I really want to commit to? Because I don't like committing to things, especially publicly and then like backtrack and just not follow through with it. So it's really important to me that I'll really go down the rabbit hole about like, is this right for me? Does this feel good? I'll try it on. Um, I'll, I'll get, a couple newsletters together ahead of time. Um, but I've already collected like so many cool little things to share. Um, so please keep an eye out um, on my social media, Maureen McDowell, uh, also on my website. Like it'll go live. The first issue will go live. Probably I'm I'm deciding the fifth of every month is when I'll put it out. That that number feels really good. I love the number five. Um, so the 5th of January and, and it'll be $35 a month. And I promise you that it's going to give you all kinds of cool, random Maureen nuggets (laughs) because I have such a wide variety of interests. And, um, I'll also do a little personal, um, letter to you every month. Um, it'll be based basically on the column, the right life that I'm already, writing for the artisan and and it's funny because I wanted to do this newsletter but I also curate um I have my column in the artisan magazine and I also curate the literature section and that was a monthly um publication and now it's moving to bi-monthly so it like opened up the doors for me to have this other platform to get my writing out so you know and as I said I I set it myself a five-year goal like You know, if I can get myself to a certain place monetarily. And it's really just like a little tribe of people, like a hundred people, like in this world, we're all about like you have to have millions of people following you on Instagram and millions of people, or you're not successful, or this or that. And it's like I can live a really good life with about a hundred people subscribing to my newsletter and like, you know, reading my books. And um that's very manageable and doable, especially over you know, maybe a five-year period, it could build up to that. So um, even half that, even 50 people would help supplement, um, you know, can help build and cover uh, my car payment, you know, like that kind of thing Um, or more than my car payment, but you know, that can help go to travel or that can help publish my next book or that can help, uh, you know, whatever. So slow and steady is like a wonderful way to like try new things, but this is also under the word play. And that is my word for, um, I guess it, I don't know. Is it my 49th year? I'm 49 and I'm moving into my 50th year. I'm not sure. I'm an English major. (laughs) But one thing I did notice, like for the last decade, I've always lived a year ahead. So whenever I was like, you know, 47, I was always like, oh, I'm 48, I'm 48. Like as a kind of a preparation. But I didn't, I haven't been doing that this year. Like I haven't even been thinking about age much. I've just been like really enjoying just being me and being feeling free and, and, and just excited about being creative and curious. And I mentioned, I just talked to a bunch of high school students right before I'm recording this podcast at Gibbs high school and they're English students. And I just, I was getting ready to go in and I used to have this like person that I would kind of step into as a nonprofit executive director. And I called her miss lit (laughs) and it was like this very kind of together professional, like I was still like bohemian and like punk Rocky, but um, it was like this performance that I would put on and I would be so exhausted after, but then I was like, you know what? Like, I'm just going to go in as myself. And I've been doing that the last couple times I've done any public speaking. And, you know, it's just honest, like, I'm sorry, I'm a little nervous. And also like, I don't usually talk to people before noon <laughs> and uh, I was just really, really transparent and these are high school students. These are juniors in high school um, at Gibbs High School, and um, it's uh, Gibbs is in South St. Pete. Uh, a a lot of predominantly, if they're zoned, it's a lower income area in our community. And I just talked about my journey as a writer and a reader, and you know, running a nonprofit, and just being an artist, and also like I had them pick out a word for their year. Um, and I said, you know, pick out a word and whatever word comes, whatever word that came, as soon as I said, pick out a word, that's probably your word. Don't overthink it, which I challenge you to do that. Also, like think about a word that would be the tone for your next year and whatever word comes up, like right away, that's probably your word. And, um, some of the students like told me what their words were. And I also like said, you know, be aware of the narrative that you're telling yourself, like you're telling yourself a story. You might be telling yourself a story that you're not very cool and people don't like you. And maybe your external world reflects that. But if you keep telling yourself that story, that your external world is going to continue to reflect that. So why don't you try telling yourself a new story for 30 days? You know, I am cool and people do like being around me for 30 days and see if it changes. Just try. Because, you know, the inner creates the outer. And, And then I also challenge them. Um there's this astrologer I listened to Casey Dinay, and uh, she had me, she had us do during the full moon, the new moon, which was um, on Monday. uh, And it was, uh, you know, right around my birthday. So I, um, she says, write down the thing that you want the most in the world, you know? And for me, that was to be a successful writer, which, um, and I wrote down like what that means to me to be a successful writer And then write down the 13 fears that you have if that actually comes true. So you write down what you want. See, this is the kind of stuff I'm gonna put in my newsletter. I love this shit. Um, 13, and I'll always quote the people that I get the information from, just so you know. I would never co-opt it and say, this is me, my stuff. But Casey Zinae, she's wonderful. Um, She, uh, you write on one piece of paper, the thing that you want the most in the world like the ultimate goal for yourself. And then you write on a separate paper, the 13 fears that you have, if the ultimate goal came true. And some of them were like shocking. Like I had a fear that I would have to fly all over the place because if I was a successful writer, because I'm terrified to fly, but it's like, you know, I'd figure it out. I could get some CNX, you know, and then I get to travel to new places. So I like wrote down these 13 fears that I had. And then I um unpacked each of them and like gave their counterpoint you know I had a fear that if I became a successful writer that I wouldn't have enough time to spend with my friends and family or my friends and family would get jealous of my success like that was an unconscious fear and I was like that is such bullshit all of my people will love for me to be successful because I'm surrounded by great people and I will always have time to spend with the people I love I could even bring them all around bring them with me on book tours you know um, so, and then once you write down those 13 things that you're fearful of, if you get your ultimate dream, you read them out loud. I did, and then tear them up and I pick, uh, flushing down the toilet because I am a water person. I love water, but you could burn them or you could bury them in the ground, whatever, like, um, whatever, like, uh, element appeals to you. But the goal is to destroy it. And then you like release those fears so you can move in, move towards the older version of yourself that is living their ultimate best life. How cool is that? You know, and then I'm saying, show me the way, show me the way every day when I wake up. So I put myself in this space of allowing and a question and all of a sudden, like all these new things are starting to come in, new opportunities, new um new, uh, connections, new income streams around my ultimate dream of being a successful writer. How cool is that? Like finding the price points for a newsletter that I wanted to do 10 years ago. Like that's all part of it. So I think I've got, uh, pretty much have said all I want to say today. It's so funny when I do this podcast, because I always just lead with a poem and I kind of have a rough idea about what I want to talk about. Um, but it, it, it's always very curious where it leads me. So I'm actually along for this ride uh, in the same way that you are as listening. And I'll re-listen to the podcast. Usually, uh, like when I finish this, I'm going to go and get my kid from school and I'll listen to the podcast and I'll be like, wow, that I learned some stuff. Isn't that fascinating? Anyway, thank you so much for listening to The Right Life. Um, uh, I challenge you to think about a word for yourself for the next year, uh, maybe, and then maybe try that where you think about what your ultimate dream is for your life and then write down the 13 things that you fear the most if that dream came true and then destroy those fears through flushing down the toilet or bury them or burn them. Um, I'm already feeling lighter and freer and clearer uh, since doing that um, on the new moon. And if you want to wait till the next, like right around the new moon um, to do this, because the new moon is all about new beginnings, uh, you know, just mark that down in your calendar to do that, Um, to do that ritual or whatever term you want to use. If you don't want to use the term ritual, if you want to do, if you want to say exercise, whatever makes you feel comfortable. So So again, thank you so much for tuning into The Right Life. Um, You can find out more about me at maureenmcdole.com. And uh, please be you. It's a good look on you. And until next week, um, I'm sending you all the love. All right. Bye-bye.